Wake up, wake up, 502 is going down, finally, <laughs> here, 96.1 FM, this is your boy Rashawn Myers, coming to you live from the Palatial Studios of 96.1 at 1450 AM, this is Wake Up 502, and this is the Big X, a uh, little bit of technical difficulties this morning, so y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all work with me a little bit, man, it's, it's, it's a little crazy trying to get on, but we got it together, we got it on, so, you know, crazy is like the perfect song, because, Things is going crazy in studio. <laughs> things is going crazy here in the world of sports. So many things happening. Uh, we got the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals going on. Uh, y'all know I love the uh, NBA. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be a big part of the show today. I have some questions. Uh, all the conspiracy theorists and everybody that I heard saying that, you know, all the NBA has the fix on is going to be the Lakers and the Celtics in the uh, final. Uh, yeah, you people are, are not looking too pretty right now as both the Heat uh, and the uh, Denver Nuggets have two O series leads in that. So, um, you know, I do want to get into that a little bit. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, some of the dynamics that are coming out of that, you know, out of both series truthfully um so you know we will get into that of course uh louisville basketball is always going to be uh, a big topic of discussion the cardinals still looking to fill uh their final scholarship spot uh louisville football has another quarterback um huge huge commitment uh four-star quarterback commitment that's going to be ready to come in and compete this year uh very interesting uh decisions and things going on with that uh haven harrington will be joining soon so i, I would definitely want to get his opinion on that uh, once he gets in here as well so there's so many things to get into and so many things to talk about um you know, just the, the the world of sports in general. Uh, Louisville baseball is 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 on the struggle bus. Uh, dropped one uh, to Florida State last night, so uh, things are starting to look uh, tougher and tougher uh, for the Cardinal Nine. I don't know. I, I just I don't know if they have. I I know that they said that they needed to. You know, pretty much. I don't know if they needed to sweep Florida State. I know that it definitely would have been a very good idea to go ahead and win all three of those games but we'll see what the cardinals have left uh, i think they're still uh you know i i know that they have an opportunity uh to make at least the acc tournament um so that's still a possibility but it's it's 
starting to look a little tough. And then, of course, uh, we do have another new name in the transfer portal um, in one Caleb Love who, uh, I guess, backed off. It's very interesting, this whole Caleb Love situation about how and why he's in there. And, and you know, I, I think that at this point and at this moment, of course, uh, that may be the most interesting spot to start. Of course, I you know, we, we love to go local and we love to definitely discuss things nationally as well. Um, so, you know, I, I want to get into some of those national discussions, NBA finals, um, et cetera, uh, NFL news and notes of the week. Um, but but I do want to start with uh, with the local flavor, and of course, if you want to get involved, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line is the best way to get involved. We would love to hear from you, get your thoughts, opinions, uh, your takes, if you will, uh, on anything that you hear today, or if you just want to talk about something that completely off the. <laughs> Off the side, uh, you know, I, I'd love to hear uh, from you on that as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, so so it's you know once you get into kind of that summer ish radio and the uh, main sports aren't playing, uh, we can go in a whole lot of different directions. Um, so I, I definitely would love to hear from you. Make sure you go and visit any of the eighty two thousand three hundred seventy four local Thornton's locations for the best in gas grub goodies slushies uh you know warm drinks cold drinks uh all of those things etc uh make sure you go and check out thornton's for all the goods there uh, and then of course if you want to give me a call 502-384-1450 is the wake up 502 buzz line uh even though i know <laughs> we're having some some odd weird technical difficulties this morning i think we should be able to take phone calls as well so we'll see it we're, we're working on, on on a high wire uh today so i i, I don't know you know, what is and ain't going to work. And if for any reason uh, anything weird happens, uh, make sure you guys shoot me a text and let me know. Say, hey, something, something's happening. Something, something don't sound right. You know, I, I will try to fix things on my end here. But I think we are good to go uh, at the moment. So I, I tell you what, we are going to get and jump right into it. Um, you know, Louisville basketball uh, still looking to f- complete and finish and fill that single scholarship that is left. Um, you know, there's still a lot of questions about who and what this Louisville team is. Um, I, I think at this point, uh, you know, I, I am I, – if the Caleb Love news – I'll, I'll be honest. If the Caleb Love news did not come out, um, you know, and and – if that was not a thing, okay, if he was still headed to Michigan, if he still was, um, you know, set good to go, I was ready to close the book on the discussions, for the most part, of Louisville basketball. Um, because what we've kind of gotten into now is the talking season with that. And I know we're already in the talking season because, you know, we're not in play and games aren't happening at the moment. But what I mean is, we aren't going to really know much of anything until the season gets started. And until these guys get into campus, uh, they should be into campus the end of this month. Normally that happens when the, the, the newcomers and things get here and start, you know, learning their teammates and uh, getting into their dorms and everything. All those guys usually come in end of May and then they will pretty much be here getting ready, training, lifting weights, uh, and just, you know, running pickup, things of that nature. That's usually the way things work uh, where, you know, they're going to be there. So pretty much all we have is 
to wait because everybody's going to talk and, and everybody, because we have so many new players and so many new people, we have no idea, really and truthfully. Like, I, I, I've heard a lot of things and a lot of people talking about, oh, well, you know, Louisville has a top five draft uh, or, you know, top five uh, recruiting class and this, that, and the third. <sighs> yeah, they do. But as we've discussed, I don't know how many difference makers there are in that group. And there's a lot, there's a myriad of reasons for that. One of those being just the simple fact that, you know, honestly, as I've said, this is one of the weaker classes um, of the last several years. So, you know, there's, there's very few impactful freshmen in this class. And Louisville did not get any of the few guys that are considered to be high-level impactful freshmen. I know that there is an opportunity for a young man like Trenton Flowers uh, to be that type of impact player. But because he is a younger guy, because he did reclassify uh, to the 2024 class, um, it remains to be seen the type of impact. So everybody is going to talk and, and put their thoughts out there and wrap them around what they think. Guys like Sky Clark, Trenton Flowers, uh, you know, Trey White, um, Dennis Evans, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, J.J. Trainer, uh, and the rest of those guys can do. But at this point, it's basically just talking because we don't really know. Like the, the thing about last year is that there were a lot of known commodities out there for the most part. You know, everybody pretty much knew what they had in Jalen Weathers. Everybody knew what they had in Sidney Curry or what they thought they had in Sidney Curry anyway. Everybody knew what they had in a guy like L. Ellis. That's not really the case here. So you can pretty much form and, you know, speak any sort of opinion you want about this incoming group this year because there are just so few known commodities. Like, we, we know what Mike James looks like. Uh, we know what J.J. Trainer looks like. We know what Brandon Huntley Hatfield looks like. They were all part of the team last year. But outside of that, everything else is new. Uh, you know, Caleb Glenn is just coming in uh, as a freshman this year. Uh, Curtis Williams is just coming in as a freshman this year. Uh, we barely got to see any of what Sky Clark could really do at Illinois because he played so few games. So people can use, you know, any sort of metrics to get any sort of um, – resolution that they want because there's just not film out there it's kind of like uh you know it's not I don't want to say like the backup quarterback where everybody thinks the backup quarterback is better than the starter but the thing is the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't know there's all there's you know, a myriad and a million possibilities for guys that you haven't seen yet and guys that you haven't seen play together so we don't really know what's going to happen with this Louisville team I I feel that there aren't any Super high-level guys to where we know, you know what, this guy without a doubt is going to come in. He's going to put in 15, 17, 18 points per game. I have no doubts about that. The chance of him failing is very, very minuscule, very small. Really can't say that about any of these guys. Uh, Trey White was an all-pack 12 uh, freshman last year, had a good year, but we don't know what this young man is going to look like um, You know, in, in the Kenny Payne offense 
given the basically the the reins to go and be the man uh we don't know what that looks like uh, we don't know what uh scott clark is going to look like basically being given the keys i mean you know he he was a nice piece on the illinois team that had a lot of players and had a lot of talent on it so he was just kind of filling a role now he's going to be expected to carry the water uh, for this university of louisville basketball team so we don't know what he's going to look like in that role so i i just think that um had the Caleb Love news not come out, I was ready to go ahead and just put to bed the conversation about Louisville basketball because um, I just don't think there's much that we can do in terms of a breakdown because there's so many new uh, moving parts. And I, it's just it's it leads to a lot of hope. It leads to a lot of you know expectations when they want to put the uh, conversation of you know, top five recruiting class. I, I honestly think that the uh, top five recruiting class discussion and the fact that folks keep bringing that up more works as a detriment to Kenny Payne than uh, any sort of um, help. You know, I, I, I don't I think that that can start to become a weight around your neck because, you know, if things don't go well or if these young guys do take, you know, in fact, take some time to figure out college basketball and they're not ready for the spotlight early. I think the fact that this is considered a top five recruiting class is going to be, uh, you know, weaponized and used against Kenny Payne if these guys don't come out and play well, um, you know, but this is unfortunately um, or, or fortunately this. This is the, the group that he decided he wanted to put together. He did want to go the youth route and did want to go uh, the you know the guys with high level potential, the guys who had the metri- measurables and the metrics, um, and opted against going out and getting the veteran transfer type of guys. Um, you know, and that is fully his right uh, as the head coach of the University of Louisville. Um, he has the right to go out there and build the team um, as he sees fit, but. In this day and age in college basketball, when you do have the option to go out there, get veteran guys and get guys who can be, um, you know, at least reasonably impactful because of their experience playing college basketball, that's your right. But then that's the decision that you make. Like, I don't feel like with this team, you can bring them out there. And if they aren't ready to play and they aren't ready for the spotlight, you can come out there and start talking about how young they were. Um, because you understood how young they were and you decided to go that route anyway. Um, you know, you, you wanted to go with guys who had the potential, who had the length, the athleticism that you wanted, that had the size that you wanted. Um, you can't put that type of team together and then say these guys aren't ready or, you know, you all have to understand you have to work with them because they're young. I don't think you can do both uh, because that was the, the decision to make this team this young. You could have brought in some veteran guys to help move those young players along, uh, you know, guys that could go out there and show them what physical college defense looks like um, in practice every day. But, you know, I mean, that's where Caleb Love supplies opportunity, right? Um, you know, Caleb Love has the opportunity. Um, if he is a guy that Louisville is able to get out there, target, and, you know, <laughs> at least hopefully get in for a visit. I have no idea um, how much of a target Louisville's going to be, how much of uh, a, an option that Louisville's going to be for Caleb Love. It may not be at all. And that's why um, it, it's one of those things where he's definitely a guy that could help because Louisville does have a need uh, for ball handling. Louisville does have a need for experience. Louisville does have a need for um, shooting. And I think that Caleb Love can provide that. Now, his decision-making is not the greatest. 
Um, I definitely think that he's more of a guy that looks for his shot and doesn't necessarily distribute um, and, and play make as much as he should. But as a former, you know, top two or three point guard coming out of high school, uh, and as a former McDonald's All-American, he's the type of talent um, that Kenny Payne wants, and he's the type of talent that Louisville needs to at least fill in some holes and fill in some gaps. I mean, a guy who's uh, had been around, you know, the, the water cooler a few times. He's uh, been around college basketball for, you know, three or four years. He's been through the wars. He knows what it looks like. That's a guy who can set the tone in practice and at least come in and give you that veteran leadership which I think this team sorely needs. Um, it's kind of hard to go out there because you don't know what you don't know when you're a young player. So you can talk about wanting to have these kids push each other and practice and wanting these kids to go out there um, and pull out full out effort. But because they don't have the experience, they may not know if they're giving full out effort, um, you know, just for the simple fact that they've never done it before. They don't know what college level defense looks like that's one place where a guy like Caleb Love can help but you know what it's not even about just Caleb Love I, I mean you know any sort of veteran presence would be able to go out there and at least set that tone in practice just because he's been through it I mean Caleb may not be perfect but the young man has performed at the highest level uh, he's an extremely successful player at the ACC level at North Carolina and did help uh, and was part of a uh, national championship runner-up team. You know, so, I mean, when you have somebody who's performed at that level, he knows what it looks like to be ready and get ready for the grind of a season. Um, so I, I just think that that experience would be tremendously helpful. Uh, but, you know, whether or not he's going to be a, a legit option, I don't know. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we'll wait and see if Louisville will be one of those teams that, that really – uh, has an opportunity to get involved with Caleb. I have no idea if that's going to be the case. Um, but, you know, would he help? Yes. I know that, you know, he's not perfect, but at least, you know, at least that that's an option. It's an option that I did not think that Louisville was going to have at this point. Um, I was definitely wary with this being, you know, mid to late May, what Louisville was going to do. I mean, it, it's very similar to the exact, you know, to, to the same situation that Louisville was in last year, where you know you're kind of searching for ball handlers and you're searching for guards um, in kind of the, the the late stages of the transfer portal and the late stages of of putting the roster together. Of course, this time last year, you know, people were talking about, you know, was Louisville going to add a Hersey Miller? Uh, you know, who who else was Louisville going to look to add as far as ball handling? We had heard about the name Fabio Basili and thought that that might be a possibility. Of course, both of those young men took a little while before they finally made their commitment, but this is the situation spot that Louisville's in once again. Um, you know, now we've heard that Kenny Payne believes that he has everything he needs. Um, he believes that um, you know, that, that guys like uh, Karan Davis, uh, the junior college player uh, from California, uh, can, can come in and be that ball handler and be that, that help um, that Sky Clark needs to, to be able to play make for this Louisville team. I mean, that, that could be the, the case, but I, I just think that there's so many unknown commodities that there's just not really much that can be said about it. So, you know, we, we will stay on Caleb Love watch. We will find out if Caleb Love is actually an option. Uh, we'll find out if, if that's a situation where it's going to be 
a, a true possibility. Um, you know, but we just don't know. We, we don't know. If you're a Louisville basketball fan, it's definitely something that you would want to keep an eye on. Um, you know, and and you would hope uh, that you know Louisville is able to get involved. But you know, it it is definitely more question than anything um you know Caleb did decide that you know he he was not well I I don't know if it look Michigan says that he was not able to get academically approved uh to get into the University of Michigan I don't know if that's the case I know that once Hunter Dickinson put his name in the transfer portal there was a lot of rumblings coming out uh that there would be the possibility that you know Caleb would not be a part of the program uh, and that he may look to go elsewhere because he thought he was going to come in and play with a big guy like Hunter Dickinson. So this could be Michigan just saving face and, you know, Caleb saying, you know what, I'm probably going to leave. So Michigan decided they were going to go that route. So it didn't make them look as bad. I don't know. Um, You know, I I know that Travis Branham has talked about the, the possibilities of landing spots, but he said, you know, he, he's mentioning good, possibilities for a landing spot for Caleb. I don't think any of this is coming from Caleb Love's camp, but Arizona, Baylor, Illinois, Kansas State, Louisville, and Texas were the uh, six teams that he mentioned. But will those be actual finalists or will those be actual targets or will those be actual options? I I don't think he really knows at this point. I think everybody is still kind of up in the air trying to figure out what's going to go on with Caleb. I mean, Caleb may not know what he wants to do himself at this point. Um, so I, I think there, there's a lot to be um, discussed there. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot more questions than answers at this point. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we will keep an eye on what, what's going on with Caleb Love, but I do think that, um, you know, it, it's, we're definitely in a wait and see. Um, I think that Louisville would be in a much better position if they did get him, obviously. But we just don't know. But I definitely think Louisville still needs to use that last scholarship. I don't think, you know, I've heard some people say, well, maybe they'll just hold on to it and take it into, uh, you know, into the the start of the season because kids decide to move. There may be an opportunity to bring somebody in midseason like Emmanuel Corfor. I don't think that should be the option. I think that you use that scholarship now and you bring somebody in that can be a part of – your summer workout plan that can be a part of learning their teammates, be a part of learning the system, and can get somebody in there that can help this mold this team. Because I think that one of the big issues that happened last year was the fact that Louisville did not have um, those veteran presences to help push those young guys during summer basketball and to help kind of get those together. Now, I do know that the Louisville TBT team, uh, which is continuing to grow. Uh, that had the announcement that Shane Bahannon will be a part of the TBT squad. Um, you know, I, I think that um, you know that I th- I know that they they've talked about that uh, that group being a part of you know c- coming in and practicing with the, this Louisville team, and I definitely think that would be a help with Peyton Siva and Russ Smith, Shane Bahannon, um, you know, and the rest of those guys definitely. Uh, would not hurt, uh, without a doubt. Um, but I, I think that to have as many guys on this Louisville squad that can help get these young players together and to help kind of mold the expectations and, and build that work ethic and the type of uh, you know effort you need to give defensively, um, the type of effort you need to give 
um, as far as aggressiveness, I think that you can, you should have as many opportunities and as many options out there as possible to help put Louisville in the best place to succeed. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we want to see Louisville play well, and, and you know, we're, we're talking about solutions to have this team turn around uh, a, a tough, tough first year and look towards a much better and brighter second year. Because there is a lot of expe- expectation being placed on there. Um, you know, most folks are saying. This is a team that should be in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, is that a is that a possibility? Will that get done? I don't know. Um, but I definitely think that with a top five recruiting class and with what Louisville has, I think that that's going to be the expectation. Um, but you know what? We will see and we will find out. But I, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first break of the day. Well, when we come back, um, we're going to kind of talk about some of these uh, football news and notes from University of Louisville. Uh, you know, Jeff Brom is continuing to add talent. Uh, what does that mean? Um, very interesting. We're going to have Haven Harrington on the other end. And you know what? We're going to keep just going crazy. We'll be back. Big Exports Radio. Wake up 502. Welcome back. Welcome back. Segment number two. Wake Up 502 is going down here on a rainy Saturday morning here in the Ville. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. A little survivor coming out of the break. Burning Heart. Uh, one of the favorites from, from the uh, the Rocky soundtrack. I, 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 one of my favorite. I used to get hey, Haven Harrington is joining us. Haven, I used to listen to the Rocky soundtrack every time I got ready to go out and play some basketball. Got me in the right mindset. You know what I'm saying? I had to get me together. How you doing this morning, brother? I'm sad, man. I'm sad. You're sad? Why are you sad? Dude, the the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Passed away yesterday. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, Jim. My grandfather's favorite NFL player of all time, pro- arguably the greatest running back of all time, civil rights icon. Yeah, Jim Brown passed Jim away. Brown. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and shout out because uh, Jim Brown is definitely uh, one of the guys that we've had a lot of conversations about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> over the years. So I know that that is that is your guy. So, um, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, Bill Russell uh, passing away and now Jim Brown, that is two icons of sport, you know, both on the court and off the court. 
um, you know, for all their contributions, social activism, um, just in all the, the great things that they meant to both of their sports. Uh, you know, th those are a true, true legends. Um, so, you, you know, Jim, uh, joining Bill. Uh, uh, up there, I'm sure that they are having a nice roundtable discussion with Muhammad Ali right now. Uh, and I have, I have no doubts uh, that you know the, those guys from from that era were just built different, as the young people like to say. Uh, so and yeah, a guy who was also considered to be the greatest lacrosse player ever as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what they say. That, you know that that what what he was able to do at, at Syracuse. They said you know he he's one of those guys that could have probably went pro in about <laughs> five or six sports. Easy. <laughs> you know, I, I know they put out a list of the greatest athletes of all time, you know, and, and Jim Brown was on that list with uh, Jim Thorpe and, you know, some of Bo Jackson. And, you know, they, they just talked about, you know, guys with just the, the greatest pure athletes of all time. I think Deion Sanders was on that list. Uh, you know, so, yeah, no, J Jim Brown is definitely uh, one that, that will be missed and is appreciated for all his con contributions. So, yes, I, I appreciate you bringing that up this morning. But Haven Harrington uh, is in here, uh, and, and we are – Haven, I, I wanted to save the the football conversation. I started with – I got the basketball out of the way because I know that you were just <laughs> – your, your eyes – I can almost feel the eye rolling – when we're talking basketball. I mean, so. you know, it's right now it is what it is. You know, Kenny has done a good job of bringing in talent. He's brought in a lot of young talent. You know, he has to have one scholarship left. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes or if he saves it for the season. We, we don't know at this point. And, you know, it, it's to the point now it's kind of let the chips fall where they may and let's see if we can coach him up in and, and win some games. You know, it's it's – I'm just waiting to see what the narrative of the season is going to be for basketball. If it's going to be, is is it terminate or bust? Or if it's going to be, let's see a whole bunch of improvement. And then next year, we're, we're really going to be rock and rolling. Because uh, we saw some articles come out this year from Rick Bozich and Eric Crawford talking about, you know, if we can get to 15 wins this season and then a tournament next season. You know, we're building team the right way. So some guys have already put out there, this is going to be a three-year rebuilding process. Uh, you know, some other folks are like, yo, this, we, no, <laughs> we have to make the tourney this year. You know, at, at this stage of college basketball with the portal, with NIL, you know, you're, rem you're literally remaking your team every year to every two years. So rebuilds have now gone from a three-year process to literally just a season. So this is it. And, you know, we're just going to have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the space that, that, we're, uh, that we're living in right now. You know, I mean, that, and that's, like I said, I mean, we, you, people have to kind of get out of the thought of, you know, building a team over two or three or four years. That's not really, I mean, you know, that used to be the thought in both basketball and in football. And it, while, you know, it's definitely one of those situations that's changed in basketball and football as well, um, you know, we've seen that you can flip a, flip a roster and put a team together, you know, now that these kids have the opportunity with the, you know, I would say one-time transfer, but 
everybody's transferring year after year after year. We see these kids going left, right, sideways. So, you know, they're kind of all over the place. So I, I'm not going to say uh, one-time transfer, but with the transfer rules as it is in the transfer market in NIL, um, you know, these kids have the opportunity to move. They have, have the power to move. So you can't really worry about what your team is going to look like two and three and four years down the road because it's going to, you know, be drastically different. I think they said that, you know, on average, you know, football teams are seeing, you know, 15, 20 players a year, you know, jump into the portal. A third of your roster is gone every year. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, with with that being the case, I don't think you can necessarily bank on guys being there. And I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we saw Jeff Brom go out there um, and make a huge addition this week, uh, Haven. And and that's what I want to talk to you about. You know, I know that, uh, you know, transitioning over, you know, what, when we talk about, you know, Kenny Payne and, and, you know, going with the youth movement and trying to maybe bring in guys that you can build with, you know, I, I don't necessarily think you can do that. I think you just have to go out there, put your best foot forward, and, you know, hope that enough guys stay for you to have some sort of continuity and consistency. Uh, but, you know, Brady Allen, the former four-star quarterback uh one of the he's a consensus top five quarterback um that was uh, in the 2022 class he was a red shirt uh for purdue last year um he had decided he had initially when um jeff brom put his uh you know made his decision to take over at the university of louisville brady allen did put his name into the transfer portal um he did opt to return to purdue and went through spring practice with Purdue, ultimately deciding to go ahead, jump in the portal, and end up with the University of Louisville. Um, begs a few questions. A, first of all, it's very exciting to get another quarterback that's so well thought of, um, ranked as high as the fourth overall quarterback uh, by on three, um, you know, but a consensus top ten quarterback overall. So definitely and clearly one of the most talented prospects um, at the quarterback position from last year's recruiting class. Um, But a young man that has a lot of talent, a young man that's already been in the Jeff Brom system. um, And, you know, I don't know if necessarily he will come in and push Jack Plummer for the starting position this year. I think that Jack Plummer, because of his experience, because of his age, um, because of the leg up that he's already had um, going through, spring ball um i I think that jack Plummer is more than likely going to be the starter uh you know for for the 23 24 season but i definitely think there's going to be a huge huge competition uh between he and pish clarkson moving forward um you know i think that the the who ends up as the backup quarterback it may be the more interesting and more entertaining battle um, but but what did you think about the Brady Allen news? Um, do you think this is a young man that's going to be able to come in and push this year, or, or are you looking at more at the the, the future fight between he and Pierce Clarkson uh, for for the uh, to lead Louisville into the future? I think this is more of a uh, Pierce Clarkson battle. Hey, I, do, I, hey, do me a favor, real quick. Will you switch microphones? I just want to try that other microphone to see if it sounds a little bit better. Bring that, bring that one over here. That 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 mic right there uh, sounds a little little iffy. Try try that other one. Just so you can, you know you can move it. Hold on, so, uh, try it again. No, that one's not. Uh, see, pull pull one of the uh, pull pull the other one over there. Right? Trying to see which one. That, they sound a little iffy. Let's see. Hold on. Try it again. How's this? Oh, no, that one's awful. <laughs> fine, fine. Go back to the other one, Haven Harrington. I was just trying to get you a little bit clear. That that that, that mic will sound a little funky, but uh, 
might be the best we can do. All right. If I, how about if I just change the angle of approach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that help? No, not really. Yeah, not really. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure everybody on, online will, will let me know exactly what Haven Harrington sounds like. For me, he sounds a little iffy, but y'all can let me know uh, <laughs> what he said. I, I feel like he sounds a little iffy, but it's all right. We, we, I, I digress. I was just trying to produce and get it a little, you know, crystal clear, but it's it's fine. I'm a snob with that. But no, I mean, Br- Brady Allen, like, do you think this is a guy that can come in and push immediately? I mean, you know, he's already redshirted, so, you know, he's going to be going out there. I know Brock Doman was the uh, the backup coming out of uh, spring ball, and that was a lot – a lot of that was because Pierce Clarkson was dealing with a foot injury, so he really didn't even get into spring, uh, you know, to compete in spring until, the I believe, the last week, last 10 days of practice. So we really didn't get to see much of anything from Pierce. Uh, you know, the first time around, but but what you know, what do you think, Brady Allen? What do you think it means uh, for this Louisville team this year? And what do you see as his role uh, for for this first edition of Jeff Brom's Cardinals? I, I I think obviously his role for this year is going to be backup. Okay, you know, Plumber's the man, and I think coming out of practice, if you went and saw any of the spring game or any of the practices, you know, you kind of came away with. This is going to be a really talented team, but man, there's a big drop off in quarterback play from your one, from your starter to everybody else. Yeah, and I think Brom was like, "We need to fix this, like now." And I think bringing in, um, you know, the new quarterback, I, I think he does that right. He knows the offense. He can spin. And he has a good arm. He's not the most mobile of quarterbacks, but. He has a good arm. He can spin it, makes good decisions, and he knows the offense more importantly. So he's the guy you can plug in immediately and just go ahead and get some uh, some playing time out of him in case something ever happens to Jack and you don't lose too much of your offense. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's that right there, um, you know, especially when you're talking about football. We've understood and we, we knew. I mean, you know, last year uh, everybody got an opportunity to play, um, you know, at, at the quarterback spot. Malik Cunningham was out there, of course, most of the time, but Malik did go down uh, with, uh, you know, get, get banged up, and we got to see Brock Doman. Uh, we got to see Evan Conley. So quarterback depth is definitely uh, one of those spots and one of those positions, especially in a Jeff Brown offense where the quarterback is more featured. You know, in a Scott Satterfield offense, I felt like you could get away with it a little bit more because it is such a run-heavy situation. Um, but with a Jeff Brown attack, the quarterback is front and center and a humongous, humongous spearhead for what he wants to do offensively. So I think that depth in the quarterback room um, is a big, big part of it, you know. Um, so I, I think that uh, he's he wanted to not, not necessarily hedge his bets but put himself in the best position forward. And when you talk about having three kind of four-star level quarterbacks – on your roster, that is a huge, huge difference from what we've seen, uh, you know, and what Scott Satterfield had out there. And, you know, I think one of our biggest complaints um, about Satterfield in the time he was at Louisville was he really never brought anybody in that could push Malik Cunningham, which I think was one of the issues with Malik is that, you know, it, it felt as if he was a guy who was the incumbent and really never had to push himself to get better because there was really never any threat for anybody to take his job. I think that competition is huge, don't you think? It's, it's beyond huge. Like, imagine if Satterfield was still coaching now and you had Pierce Clarkson who's been out of all the spring almost with an injury 
So all we would have is like kind of fall practice to kind of get things going. Like who would be his backup if he got injured again, right? You look at another Brock Doman, and that's pretty much like about it. And there's like there's not a high level quarterback behind him that you can keep the offense going because in the last year when Malik went went down, you know you could see the drop off. Like that first game, Brock always does well, right? The first game he comes in, he always does well. Mainly because he catches the defense coordinators off guard and they kind of know how to scheme for him and all this other stuff. But after that first game, and everybody knows what it looks for, it's it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. And and this year, you know, you would have been kind of worried about, okay, like, who's going to be that next guy in case Pierce goes down or if he's not healthy, 100% healthy to start the season. Like, what's next? Like, what do we do? And, and you know, Brahm is like, well, you know what? I got options. I got a whole lot of options. I'm going to exercise those options now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely better. I mean, because I remember, uh, you know, back when uh, it was just, I don't want to say it was just Pierce Clarkson and, uh, and Jack Plummer, but, you know, there was conversations about, you know, would Pierce Clarkson come in and do kind of the Brian Brom, Stefan such setup where, you know, Clarkson would get a, uh, get a guaranteed drive every second quarter or something like that because we know that that you know Jeff Brom has shown the uh you know he's not afraid to to run a two quarterback system or to give guys an opportunity or a chance uh and I don't say that to say that I think that's going to be the way it goes but Pierce Clarkson was seen as a guy who has enough talent to be able to positively impact your team uh, you know, with his ability level. So, you know, when you talk about the fact that you have Brady Allen, who's another guy who has that type of ability level, you just feel a lot better about the quarterback situation. I mean, no no uh, shade to Evan Conley, but, you know, Conley was a guy that, in my personal opinion, should have been a third-string guy. You know, uh, yeah, I really, really never felt like he was a guy that you can trust that, you know, if – Malik Cunningham goes down, Louisville's going to be all right, and they're going to be able to win games with Conley in there as the starter. You know, like I, I felt like Conley was a, a guy who could be a placeholder, but I don't feel like he was a guy that was good enough to win you games. I know everybody always goes back to that play haven, that 25-yard run that he had against Wake Forest because it was just a, a perfect play call. But that that was the, the one play, you know, like I, I love Conley, but, you know, that was a single play, and, and it happened his freshman year, and people are still talking about that one play, that one time, you know. And, and while that was a nice play and that was a nice moment, and it helped Louisville to beat a ranked Wake Forest team, you know that that one play. When you're still talking about a play from a guy's freshman year and the dude's a senior, like there's not a lot of more information to still be able to pull on. So you know, I would just rather have somebody um, that at least has a lot more tangible talent. And, and with a guy who was the number two dual-threat quarterback in his class in Pierce Clarkson, with a guy who was rated as a consensus, uh, you know, top five, top seven quarterback uh, by all the, uh, you know, all the rating services in Brady Allen, I just feel better about what the quarterback situation is at the University of Louisville. So, you know, we'll definitely see uh, what happens with that. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot uh, to play out, but it is exciting. I mean, Louisville football, man, they're carrying the water. Everybody else is kind of struggling right now, um, you know, as far as the, the, the teams at UofL. 
Um, but football seems to be ready to kind of carry the water, Haven Harrington. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm very, very excited. I tell you what, we are at the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and take this break. When we come back, uh, we got to get into some of this uh, NBA uh, conversation. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, man. My goodness gracious. That never poke the bear, people. That's what we learned. Never poke the bear. But I tell you what, you listen to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and we'll be back. You know who had who probably owns the rights to this song right now? That is one Jimmy Butler. <laughs> the Eye of the Tiger, absolutely right. Jimmy Butler is on an absolute tear. Goes on the road. You know, the, the says that he's the man that carries the wallet that says bad MF on it. Won two games in Boston, Haven Harrington. The Butler did it. And for whatever reason, Grant Williams, the, uh, the reserve power forward slash defender for the Boston Celtics, he's probably going to get traded. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, last night the Boston Celtics had everything under control. Uh, they had about a nine-point lead. Grant Williams, who you know is a nice player, uh, hit a big, big three to put Boston up nine with uh, about – uh, five minutes left in the third quarter. Um, no, actually, excuse me, fourth quarter. No, it's probably, probably about eight, nine minutes left in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Grant Williams hits a big shot, hits a huge shot. But then he had the nerve, Haven Harrington, to go, to go out there and start running his mouth in the face of Jimmy Butler after he hit the shot. 
Jimmy Butler, who was having an okay game, not a great game, but, you know, he's, he was doing what, what Jimmy does. But then Grant Williams decided to go ahead and get in Jimmy Butler's face. And from that point forward, Jimmy Butler made it his personal goal to go out there and absolutely destroy the Boston Celtics. They go on a 24-9 to run to end the game, and the Miami Heat get it going away, and they get to head back to South Beach with a 2-0 series lead. And I feel like Grant Williams, I don't even know if he was able to go back home, but they may have had his bags packed and in the locker room. Because it's one of those things like, why, why poke the bear? You're winning the game. You know, the team's going to get a split. At least they can go back to Miami trying to look to steal uh, home, home court back. But you go out there, you run your mouth, and you gave that man all the motivation he needed. And playoff Jimmy showed up again, hey, Harrington. I mean, but, but this is what Jimmy Butler does, right? Like, he's like Captain Playoffs. Like, he may disappear during the regular season, but when it's prime time, the man that shows up. I mean, he's Jimmy Playoffs. Jimmy I mean, buckets. I mean, like this is what he does. It's like, like it's like uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know? we're just, yeah, we're just unstoppable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I tell you what, we are gonna go ahead and, and get right to the Wake Up Five Hundred Two Buzz Line. I believe we got a uh, got got our brother Jay on the line. Jay has how you doing this morning? Man, doing great. Man, doing great. Sir, how you doing? Man, hey, t- talking about Jimmy Butler being ridiculous. Uh, he showed out last night, didn't he, Jay? Well, he reminds me when people talk stuff in front of you, you got to figure out how business. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I, I don't know what Grant Williams was thinking, Jay. I don't know what that brother was thinking, but sometimes you just got to let sleeping dogs lie, you feel me? Don't poke the bear. Yeah, so earlier today, Rashawn, we was talking about Morant, man, and you know, how the way he's doing it is going to be the second time or the second gun he's had. And, and I was just telling oh, them, God. man, get, uh, get us arenas uh, get the same thing. And they NBA got rid of him out of the oh, National yeah. Basketball Association. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, John, John Morant. Um, he got a slap on the wrist. I thought he got off easy the first time around, Jay. I, got, I, I thought that there was a chance that he may get suspended for the rest of the year off of what happened the first time around. So for John Morant to come back and get caught on an Instagram Live again with a with a gun, yeah, I, I think that you know if he ends up getting suspended, I, I've heard some people say he may get suspended half a year. I think he brought it on himself. I, I can't, you know. I can't. Ha- I can't have an issue with that. Do you have an issue with them talking about a, a half a, a half a year suspension? Yes, man. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Because like this, you're not in. You're not in Hollywood. LeBron James in Hollywood making movies. Right. Lorraine, you can't do it. Hey, Harrington, you said you have a problem with it. What's your problem with the, with the NBA suspending <laughs> John Moran? You know, here, here, like, like here's the thing: was he flashing a gun on Instagram? Was it dumb? Yes, but. With the super liberal uh, gun laws in the state of Tennessee, um, he did nothing against the law, like zero, like no laws are broken, not not a one, not a one law was broken. Matter of fact, you have hey, no. Let me finish. So you have Tennessee senators going around having Christmas cards, the whole family carrying AR-15s, like they're carrying uh, lunch pails or whatever. Just posted up with lunch. And, uh, uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky did the same thing, right? His whole family posted AR-15s and 
M16s and everything goes. The Christmas card is sent out to all his constituents. I, 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 I agree. I understand that. Go ahead, Jay. But anyway, real quick, Sean and Haven, I'm going to tell you this, that if this say if I had a gun up there at 96.1 studio, somebody's getting in trouble. Well, because we're gonna get in trouble hanging to me, right? But, but here's the thing: like, like even Kentucky gun laws, I can walk down the street with AR-15 over my shoulder, and that's perfectly uh-huh. legal. I mean, that's literally perfectly legal in the state of Kentucky. I can walk around with a fully automatic gun in the state of Kentucky, and it's legal. Okay. I, I, and, and while I agree with you, and I have heard this same argument, I'm gonna tell you where, why I'm on the other side of it, and I'm gonna tell you what the difference is: the people that those senators represent want guns out there they want to see their people holding guns because they are you know kind of pro guns guess who john morant represents he represents the nba the nba doesn't want anything to do with firearms they don't want anything to do with any of that and that's the difference is john morant is not representing constituents that are pro-gun John Moran is representing a you know a, a, a private organization, the National Basketball Association, and they don't want anything to do with that. And that's the difference. It is not your right to go out there. Yeah, you can go out there if you want to be on the street. You want to carry a gun. You want to do that. But guess what? Guess who you're not going to represent? The Memphis Grizzlies. Because the Memphis Grizzlies don't, and that's the whole point. Yes, he didn't break any laws, but it's not his right to be an NBA basketball player. And if you're stupid enough to go out there and do that, if you lose that job, it is completely within the rights of that employer not to want to deal with you. And I think that's the difference. It's not about what is legal and not legal. Nobody's saying that it's illegal, but you are representing the NBA. And that right there is the difference. Yeah. Hey, Rashawn and Hayden, you know, there's all these sports going on all year round. And we cover some of the biggest and local sports across the community and across this country as well, too. And we got uh, Mr. Sean's on the phone. He's representing his golf events coming up in August. Mr. Sean, how you doing this morning? I'm well. I'm well, Jerry. How are you, man? Hayden and, and Sean, how's it going? Doing all right. Doing this fine, man. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with this uh, golf event coming up in August. Yeah, so I bet you. So on August uh, 19th to uh, 19th to the 22nd, the African American Golf Expo and Forum will be here in town, be hosted at the Dot House, and it's a four-day event only designed by African Americans for African Americans to understand the opportunities that are in the golf career, but then also as a player, but then also in the business of golf. Um, so we're here to uh, heighten that, ex- expose it, and then actually have some fun in the city and enjoy the city and all the things that the movie has um, to offer. Well, Sean and Haven, you know, and, uh, you know, I got me some Callaway Golf Club. I can knock a ball out, you know, a little bit. Go back to you, Sean. <laughs> Hey, uh, Jay, I think you may end up breaking the club head you get out there. I, 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 I bet you look like Charles Barkley trying to swing at golf club, Jay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> sometime. Maybe. Sean, how can people get uh, patronized tickets into this event? So, yeah, you go to uh, aagolfexpo.com, all one word, aagolfexpo.com, and uh, that's the website. You get all the details on, uh, about it. It has a $99 early bird special rate. That's for the expo, but then we also have a tournament. Uh, so that's a separate rate, but you'll find that rate also on the uh, website. You'll see who our sponsors are. We're going to have a clinic on Saturday on the 19th, with the, which is uh, free to the public. And uh, we've got some great sponsors coming along. 
with this, can't mention Moss, because we still got to get the ink on the paper, but uh, we're very close to finishing those negotiations out, and we'll be able to um, mention them as well. Uh, and then we're going to have some good times at the uh, exhibition hall uh, at the guardhouse, where you can come in and hit, uh, listen to speakers, have forums, talk about uh, and hear about careers in golf, health in golf, uh, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's exciting. And also, first hundred people that um, sign up, they're getting a drawing for it and get to watch. So, you know, let's let's go. Let's do it. Well, Rashad, I don't know if you can play golf or not. I haven't seen you play before, but they tell you the heck of a golf playing sign. Uh, well, you know, I've, I've swung a club a couple times. You know, we, we did a uh, special on Mason and Myers in the morning when I was doing the morning show, and we went out to uh, one of the local uh, fine golf uh, establishments uh, courses here locally um, and went out there and played 18 holes. So, you know, I've gotten out there and played a, played a few times. I might have a little bit of a swing on me. You know, we'll see. I might you play. Man, you play like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it don't matter, though. So that's what the clinic's for. Come on out. We, we get you right at the clinic. We're going to have some PGA professionals out there and some other skilled players out there teaching. We're going to have a youth professor. Hey, this kid that we're bringing about, he might even be able to say a couple things. He's uh, used to doing So, yeah, come on out, man. <laughs> Sounds good, Sean. I, I definitely appreciate that. And that's, again, aagolfexpo.com? Uh, uh, aagolfexpo.com so a-a-g-o-l-f-e-x-p-o dot com there we go absolutely we'll check it out it's not $99 registration right correct up until uh, June 20th okay. and then it goes up to 150 there we go there we go so get in now get it while it's hot that's right that's right we got a lot we're going to have some fun we even got some stuff after the expo that we want to engage the community about for those that may not be able to pay the 99, we still want to be able to engage with the community and socialize and show you all the benefits that golf has to offer. Which, by the way, uh, Forbes just announced that it, uh, they did an article on it. It is now a $102 billion industry, financial impact on, wow. the, on the community. Wow. So, uh, and, and African Americans, we make up about 1% of that, and that's across the board. So, or maybe slightly above 1%, but uh, we got a long way to go. Absolutely. Yeah, That's why I love about 502 Sports, boy. We, we, we get our heads real dirty, Sean. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, got to, man. Yeah, you know, got, got to get out there. You got to get the, you know, the, the people aware of the things that are going on. And I definitely appreciate and uh, uh, look forward uh, to, uh, you know, meeting with you guys and being there and helping any way we can, uh, you know, with the, with the Golf Expo. So definitely, Sean, I appreciate it this morning, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the opportunity, Jay. As Jay has reporting once again for the baddest sports shows in the land, 502 Sports, 96.1. There we go. Appreciate it, Jay. Look, look at that. Jay coming in, calls in, does the interview. Uh, Sean, uh, those great guys over there at the Af African American Golf Expo, definitely appreciate them. Make sure you guys go out there, aagolfexpo.com. Uh, get registered. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. Um, cannot wait. This is the third annual. Uh, they were in Atlanta, Georgia the first year, Charlotte, North Carolina uh, the second year, and uh, they're coming to the great city of Louisville uh, this year. So definitely appreciate that. Haven Harris, I'm excited about it. What, what about you? you? You ever swing a golf club, Haven? Come on, man. <laughs> of course I have. Not well, but yeah, I've swung a couple <laughs> golf clubs. I mean, I'm not like the greatest or even good, actually. It's all but, right. But, you know, putt-putt golf, I'm, I'm a bad man. <laughs> hey, 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 you got to have somebody that can putt. You got to have somebody got to be able to work the short game. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's a big part of it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to get it up and down. So, you know, somebody gets you closer. That's what, you know, it's the scram- scramble format. You know, say, hey, you know, I can't, I can't swing. You know, I'm not a driver, but, you know, I can get that, you know, get that putting game going. There you go. <laughs> Tag me in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I know. I, I appreciate the, the guys. I appreciate Jay uh, for, for calling in. Uh, I, I tell you what, Haven Harrison, there was another piece of news that I thought was very interesting. They had made the announcement, of course, that uh, – uh, college football, 2K is coming back. Uh, did, did you see this? And they said that uh, college athletes will have the opportunity, if they want their likeness to be in the game, they, they will have the opportunity to do that, and they will get an NIL benefit for that uh, if they are allowed to use their likeness in the game. Uh, I think they've said they've set aside uh, something like $5 million for athletes, college athletes, football players to be a part of the game. And while it is not a huge, huge, uh, you know, amount of money, I think they said it, it probably averages out. If, if every uh, football player took advantage, you know, they'd get about five, they'd get about $500 out of it. But I mean, I think that's cool, right? You, you, you like, not only is college football coming out or coming back, but you're going to have the opportunity to have the real teams with the real players on it. Man, you know, it used to be back in the day, guys would have to come in, change all the names of the players. <laughs> No, like find out who they were, change all the names, update all the rosters, take about like five days. Yeah, you just had like QB seven or uh, wide receiver three. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to go through and update that whole – I used to do that every year, you know, like spend hours Nerd. just putting Louisville together. Not me. I always always create my own team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just want yeah. super team up. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I always do like dynasty mode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can draft. I'm mean, not draft. We can like recruit, recruit. your own players. Oh, yeah. I was talking my own school. I, my name was the Hit Squad, the Harrington Institute of Technology. <laughs> and my team was the Hit Squad, and I just build them up from scratch. Wow. I was Okay, so you was the creative team, dude. Nah, that was me. I, I, I would always put Louisville together. I remember on the old game, they had Michael Bush on there. And, of course, they had Michael Bush uh, listed as a uh, running back. But they gave him quarterback stats because of course he was a uh, big time quarterback coming out of Mill high school and i would play guys online and i would stick michael bush at quarterback because you know on that game if you had a quarterback that could run it was huge and people would get so mad online they'd be like how you gonna put a running back at quarterback how's he how can he throw the ball it's like man y'all don't understand this dude was the man in high school at quarterback, you know, so he had the quarterback stats on the game. So, no, I used to love it, man. So I'm very, very excited for college football to be coming back. And the fact that guys are going to have their actual likenesses on there and they have the opportunity. I mean, this was everything that Ed O'Bannon wanted, right? Like, I mean, that was that's what stopped the college uh, sports games from being made, uh, you know, and got this whole uh, NIL situation started. When people started talking about it, it was the um, O'Bannon lawsuit. Uh, which shut that whole thing down because um, you know the, the, the I can't remember if it was Ed O'Bannon or Charles O'Bannon one of the, one Ed of the O'Bannon. two O'Bannon it was Ed O'Bannon mm-hmm. um, that said that you know you got a video game out here and everybody knows it's me he has my number he's light skinned just like me <laughs> same height same same weight. height same weight this is me but I ain't getting no money for it and you know that ultimately but the schools were yeah exactly absolutely they had the ncaa license so the schools were getting money for it but the players weren't getting anything and that was kind of the genesis of the argument and that 
you know, was kind of the, the spark and the spearhead for what we know as NIL today. Uh, and, you know, the, the old Bannon law, um, uh, lawsuit from back in the uh, late 90s is kind of how we got here. So to see everything come full circle and finally, uh, you know, we have these, uh, these players being able to take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. And now the college game is going to come out and it will have the players' names have their images. Um, I just think it's huge. You know, I, I, I think it's huge. I'm super excited about it, Haven Harrington. And Louisville football, the best thing about it, Haven, is that now that Jeff Brom is back, you know Louisville squad is going to be thunder next year on the game. I just wish it was coming out. It was supposed to come out this summer mm-hmm. and be here ready for the, uh, you know, the, the 2023 season. Um, but they decided to push it back a year. Um, so we won't have a game until around this time uh, next year. So we still got to wait. Uh, we're still about 12, 13 months out uh, from having the game in hand. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought that was just a very interesting and, and fun little thing. Uh, you know, the NIL has had a lot of wonderful circumstances. I know a lot of people are mad and, you know, that, that you know we saw uh, Lindsey Graham. Did you see that? No. The, you ain't see Lindsey Graham. The, the, they're trying to come out with uh, uh, federal legislation. Uh, trying to, to, to have an oversight committee to be able to kind of manage, quote-unquote, NIL. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get a federal law enacted to where the schools will have an oversight and they will be able to um, say yay or nay on NIL deals. I don't necessarily like that. Like, what, what, what do you think about that? Like, them trying to try to tell schools what they can and can't approve and, and, and how much these deals can be for. Do, do, do you like that? Like, I, I like a free... Uh, you know, a free market system, an open market system. Did I get, like? Are you supportive of that kind of? Oh, no, no, not in the least bit. Not in the least bit because you know what's going to wind up happening. Like this is for like governors, like Ron DeSantis in Florida is a prime example, who just uh, outlawed DEI teaching at any of or DEI programs and departments at any of the major institutions in Florida. This is just a way for them to find just to wiggle back control of the money. Yeah, yeah I and mean, that's all it is. It's just for a way for governors to uh, to help their little board of trustees, everybody else's, wrangle back control of what students can get. Because right now you think it's getting out of hand. We we got to stop this guy's making too much money. So let's kind of let's pull the rings back. But the argument is like if a kid was a freshman at University of Florida, and Microsoft is like, hey, I'm a, you're, you're a tremendous programmer. I need you to come work at Microsoft. I'm going to give you a million dollars a year. I don't see why I'm be like, hey, oh, oh, hey, finish school first, bud. Yeah. That, you can't do that. You should finish school first. Don't take that million dollar a year job right now. It's a waste of time and energy. Go to school first. Get your computer science degree. Then go to Microsoft. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. That, that, that never happened. That's, no. It's, it's it's not happening at all. And, and I just it's just very like I don't even know what that would look like because to me the whole thing with NIL is these are private businesses that that are you know negotiating these contracts with these players and I just don't know how they're going to make a private business open up their financial jacket to to oversee what deals they're making. Like, can you make a private business do that? Uh, when it does with a public nonprofit university, yes. Interesting, interesting. I, I, cause see, I thought it had to be a situation where the players were considered employees, but because this is a collegiate system, 
you know, I didn't think that that would, that, you know, that private businesses would fall under that. So it's very interesting. It's a lot of, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those things that, you know, trying to go the route. The NCAA was very slow to do anything with the NIL in that space, um, you know, for the, you know, for the simple fact that they just allowed states uh, to make their own rules up about NIL, California being the first, and then we saw all the other states uh, follow suit afterwards. But this is what happens when you kind of just don't, Put your hands on the wheel at all and let everybody make their rules. And now they're going begging to the government, trying to get the, you know, federal government to make the laws and to try to get a handle on it. It's about pushing. It's all about pushing. Like the NCAA is not doing anything. No, because it's about push responsibility. It's all about I don't be held responsible. I want people to come look at me. I'm going to push off and let these guys do it. So then people can come look at them and blame them if something goes wrong, and then we can come in and fix it. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA, all they want to do is sit back and sit up there in their offices in in Indianapolis and just collect checks Yeah, from the NCAA tournament and anywhere else they can without having to actually do anything. And try to figure out how to get football money. Like, what, what's the NCAA do? Like, what do they do? Like, especially now that NIL is legal. Um, you know that there's really no enforcement. I mean, that there's like what what are, what are they doing? I'm sure there's other sports that, that you know the guys work on tennis, hockey, badminton. <laughs> you know, so there's all sorts of things to keep them busy. I mean, it's they have just... all sorts of tournaments to run: lacrosse, <sighs> rowing. You know, other sports don't make money. Those sports. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go ahead and take our last break of the day. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more um, about these NBA playoffs. The Lakers in trouble. Down 2-0 to the Denver Nuggets. Will they come back? Is King James done? I want to find out from Haven Harrington what what he thinks about LeBron James. It seems like uh, Father Time may be stepping up. And sitting him on down. We'll be back. Wake up 502 Rashad Myers Haven Harrington, 96.1 FM, and we'll be back. Welcome back. Welcome back in 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502 going down on a uh, Saturday morning, a rainy Saturday morning here in the Ville. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington taking care of you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hey, hey, y'all, I tried to get to the commercial breaks in. So, Dugan, if you're listening at home, I tried, Dugan. I tried. But the computers are just not working with me at all. <laughs> so we came on back in. So I know you all were listening to Dead Air. I was over here trying to fiddle with this computer. The computer has completely lost its mind. Uh, so I will just have Trevor Kelsey. I'll just blame Trevor Kelsey for it all, Haven Harrington. What do you think about that? 
It works for me. <laughs> put me in a diamond cutter next time you see yeah, me. Absolutely. And speaking of diamond cutters, we do have Gilbert Corsi on the line joining us this morning. Joining us this morning on Wake Up Five Hundred Two. Uh, Gilbert, how are you doing this morning, brother? Oh well, I guess it would help if I actually brought him in, huh? Yes. <laughs> there we go. There's Gilbert. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, we, we, we brought you down. I, think, I don't know. I think it may have been a little bit of operator error on the <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Gilbert, I don't know what's going on. I, like, the gremlins have been underneath this computer board, like, pulling out wires and, and stuff sparking. Like, I don't know what's going on this morning. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Good morning to you both. Thanks for having me on this morning. Talk about a little bit of Derby City Wrestling. Absolutely, Derby oh, City yes. Wrestling. Now, now, Haven Harrington, uh, I, I know you have been out to a, a, a few of the Derby City. I have City. been to all. All of them. All of them. Have not missed a one. I'm telling you. This, and this what's your takeaway? Me. What's the experience been like so far for you? Man, uh, the, the, first uh, time, the first time we went, the line was almost wrapped around the building to get hey, in. Hey. I'm like, you have to get there early. I got there 30 minutes early and still had to wait in line 45 minutes to get in. It is just, nice. like, packed. I mean, all the wrestling fans out there, this reminds me so much when I was a kid going to Tuesday night at the Louisville Gardens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has that same Tuesday night Louisville Gardens feel to it, man. I'm telling you, you're up close, you're personal, you're, like, you're like right on the ring, you're, like, right there. It's just, and the action is unbelievable. I'm telling you, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it warms my heart to hear you say that because that was the objective that, you know, when we created this vision to bring safe, affordable, family-friendly entertainment, put it in the West End at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center in a community that needs more safe, affordable, and family-friendly entertainment. And I, I didn't live here in those days when the gardens was packed, but I know about them because, you know, I you know I love wrestling, right? I, uh, so there are certain cities uh, across the country uh, that have deep wrestling roots, and Louisville is certainly one of them. Um, and and so I wanted to create that tradition so that uh, people like you, Haven, who, who who have those memories from going to the gardens all those years, uh, could create new memories with loved ones and kids and grandfathers with grandkids and dads with uh, daughters and sons and uh, moms with sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins. They're all in the crowd. They are all in that crowd, in that line. And uh, we're working on getting you in the door a little faster. I've got, got another person who's going to be at the box office for this next event. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the, uh, it was the place to be. So you can only get them in the door so quickly, right? I mean, it, it was packed. I mean, the line literally, like if you've been to Sports Learning Complex, you know like that back parking lot is like a good five or six football fields away from like the track. And it was literally a line three deep. All the way back to the back parking lot. That's awesome. I mean, the, the, the excitement. The excitement is is out of this world. And once again, it reminds me of Tuesday nights at the Louisville Gardens. You know, I was there with uh, my good friend Brian Trent, who had, who runs the the Best Damn Wrestling podcast with us. And you know, he had his daughter there, and everybody was excited. I brought my daughter, and you, know, you can see the wrestlers can interact with them, can talk to them. I was like, literally, they're right there. And if you watch the TV broadcast, you see me behind the announcer booth as well because I'm, like, right behind, like, all the mm-hmm. announcers. So, yeah. I'm and for those who, uh, you know, are just learning about Derby City Wrestling right now, can I, can I uh, let them know all the important information? Absolutely. So, Definitely. Uh, you talked about the television broadcast. The television broadcast, Derby City Wrestling, presented by Car Shield, airs every Saturday at noon on My58. If you have Spectrum, that is Channel 10. 
um, Dish, I believe it's channel uh, 58, on all the other on all the other major cable platforms, it's channel 58. Spectrum, it's channel 10. And then, if you have somebody who has cut the cord, we do a digital premiere, put it on YouTube every uh, Tuesday. I'm not sorry, every Sunday uh, at two o'clock. Um, you can look. Uh, we even pull post that link to our Derby City Wrestling Facebook page and uh, put it out on Twitter and, and social media platforms. So we ask people to follow us on uh, Derby City Wrestling on Facebook and Derby City W on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, and yeah, and, and that's what it's all about. Definitely excited. I, lo- I love the fact that, I mean, ahead of the curve, Gilbert got, you know, multiple different opportunities and ways to, to catch that that amazing product, you know, putting out there affordable, uh, family fun uh you know I, I, growing up here uh you know the, to seeing guys like jeff jared and, and and jerry the king lawler and the moon dogs i mean you know like like, like haven said like that's just a fat the part of the tradition of the city of louisville uh going back a long long time like what what was your uh motivation how did this all come about like you know h- how did this come together was this just y- your brainchild or how, how did this come together so, you know, uh, I've worked in uh, the professional wrestling industry, sports entertainment, uh, whatever you want to call it, for a very long time. I'd actually have been in, uh, in uh, professional wrestling before I was in news. Uh, I started working uh, in, in this business back in uh, 2005 in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with a lot of promotions throughout the country uh, throughout the years since. Uh, for the last two years, my wrestling home has been with Dave Marquez Productions. Um, and that is an LA-based production company that syndicates a show called Championship Wrestling. That's in the uh, airs in more than 150 markets. I've been a host and a broadcaster for them, um, and I uh, was doing a show for them called Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. Um, okay. And uh, Dave, the the owner of the production company, uh, just said, "Hey, uh, I want to plan a, a route in Louisville. Can you help me do it?" I had been involved in a show in Louisville for a very long time, so I, I was very familiar with um, the fan base, um, where uh, I thought we could, where it was needed in our community, um, and so when I laid out my vision for what I thought uh, would work in Louisville, what Louisville needed, um, and it aligned with his vision uh, for what we wanted to bring in terms of the quality of the product, the matchups, and the broadcast itself. Um, we just thought that we were going to do something that does not exist and was going to uh, uh, blow the doors open uh, for wrestling in Kentuckyana and create new opportunities for people, uh, not just here, but uh, throughout the country to come and be featured and showcased and fans to have a, have a great time. So we worked on this for about a year before we launched it, and that's why we've been able to hit the ground running. It was not it was not happenstance. It was not mistake. It was well thought out and planned vision um, from two people who are passionate about uh, creating a, te- a quality television show. And for me, uh, using this series, this promotion, Derby City Wrestling, as a vehicle to uplift our community. Absolutely. And <clears throat> having one of the premier wrestling schools in the country, uh, you know, here in Louisville and having such a deep tradition, I mean, it's been nothing to see guys like. 
uh, you know, like like the Big Show and others. Just in, in in my youth and growing up, you'd see wrestlers hanging around town and all that. So you know, this uh, wrestling is a huge, huge part of the fabric of this community. Uh, so definitely, um, there's a lot of excitement out there. And, and again, let let folks know where they can go out. What what is the ticket pricing like? Um, you know, and, and how they can get out there and see it loud because we want the place to stay packed. I know Haven said the line is all the way to the back lot. We want the la- the line out the back lot and around so much so to where we the need to spend it. You know, the Norton Center. Yeah, the Norton Center sits sits a lot of people. I mean, they're seating for several thousand there. Absolutely. Um, so there's definitely, if you're listening right now, there is room for you. Let me tell you. Um, so we uh, take once a month. Or we, we, and the way it works is we, you come, you, you see an event, you get 10 to 12 matches, and then we post-produce it. We, make the, we take everything that we shot, and we edit uh, it into a weekly television series. So when you come to the event, you're seeing the television event in its raw form. Um, and our next event is coming up in just a little bit over a week, May the 28th, next Sunday at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center. That is that new incredible track uh, complex, $50 million track complex, been open for a little bit over a year, uh, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard, right there in the, in the Russell neighborhood. Okay? Um, so tickets are super affordable. Like It's $12 general admission, uh, $20 for a premium floor seat, um, and Here's the thing, and again, where I talked about, you know, this has to be affordable, family-friendly entertainment. Kids 10 and under are free, guys. 10 kids, 10 and under wow. are free. Haven, you've been, how many kids in the, are in the crowd do I you mean, see there, right? Like, it's, it's packed, yeah. It's just, it's like, what? The, thing, the thing I like about your crowd so much is that it's probably the most diverse crowd you would see at any sporting event in the city. Young, old, just people running a gamut. Everybody's there. Like literally, there's and a crowd. From every, like, everybody from every part of the city is there. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right, and from every end of the city. Man, how great is it that we can use wrestling to bridge the Ninth Street Divide? How great is it that we can use this television show, Derby City Wrestling, as a vehicle to uplift community? Right, that was my vision. That was my pure heart for for going into this project. And, and you so you know, if you're a mom sitting at if you're a mom sitting at home, you know, or a dad thinking about, man, what am I going to do with my kids this weekend, right? Like, you can come with two young kids, 10 and under, for, for, for you and them for 12 bucks total, right? Or if you're a mom and dad with two kids, uh, 10 and under, like, you can literally bring a family of four for 24 not for less than 25 bucks for three hours of entertainment. So please tell me, what are you doing in Louisville for three hours that's safe, uh, affordable, and wow. family-friendly for twenty-five dollars. That's not even gonna get you to Kentucky Kingdom, right? Like, it, I'm gonna get you to the park lot of Kentucky Kingdom. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, I saved some information because I wanted to break it on your show. You ready? You ready for? Oh it? wow! Breaking like, news for, for you guys, yes. the listeners. Hot off the presses. You want to know about a major matchup that's going to be happening May the twenty-eighth? Absolutely. Two former X Division uh, uh, champions, two former Impact Wrestling superstars will score off one-on-one. Rohit Raju will take on Jake Chris at Derby City Wrestling on May the 28th. 
Wow. Hey, I tell you what, that is going to be absolutely huge. huge. That is big time. And we're breaking it on Wake Up 502. See, Gilbert, Gilbert, of course, that's why you're one of my favorite people, man. You you are a gentleman and a scholar, and you're the best at what you do in this city. That's that right there. It proves it. Well, you are kind. You are kind. I do appreciate that. One more thing I need to let the fans know that the doors open at 5 o'clock. Bill time is 6 o'clock, and people think, like, they ask, like, well, how long is it going to run? Again, I, I thought about, I did what I were building this. I said, what does the community need? And I also thought about what is the other end of this, because I have two young kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the show wraps up around 8.30, so it's not too late. I know it's on a Sunday, but it's after church, and it's not too yeah. late for you to go to work the next morning, for the kids to get up and go to school the next day, so... Um, I hope that folks who are listening right now uh, will come and check us out for the uh, if they haven't been for the first time. And people like you, Haven, will come back again. Tickets are available now on the website DerbyCityWrestling.tv. Uh, DerbyCityWrestling.tv. Uh, walk-up tickets are also available at the door. And you have, I'm telling you, the amount of talent that you will see at Derby City Wrestling is second to none. I, 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 I kid you not. Like Rocky, one of our favorite wrestlers out there, the Mac. Yes. And we know how we love the Mac. Oh, absolutely. Willie Mac, Willie Mac, Chocolate Thunder. And so, yeah, right, if, you're, if you're watching wrestling, um, you're going to see faces that you know. We've got former WWE stars like the Pope on our roster. We've got current AEW stars like Willie Mac and the boys, Brent and Brandon Tate, twins that come out with, uh, who are, are part of Dalton Castle section. They're on our roster every month. Um, we've got, uh, who's coming back in for us? Moose, Moose. Um, the, uh, the the wrestling god, um, who some may know as Quinn Ojanaka, is a former uh, uh, New England Patriot, right? Yeah, um, he's a, a former world champion for Impact Wrestling. He's on Derby City's roster every uh, uh, every month. So I like to say that we have uh, uh, people in wrestling talk about the Forbidden Door, right? We every month are bringing AEW. Uh, 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 Impact, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, if you're, if you're watching that show, um, and former WWE stars right here into Derby City Wrestling. There is no forbidden door in Derby City. The door is wide open, and the best of the best are, are here competing in the squared circle um, in West Louisville. There we go, DerbyCityWrestling.tv is where you can get out there and get that information. Gilbert Corsi, definitely appreciate your time this morning. I'm getting out. Haven Harrington hyped it up, and the best thing about it being May 28th, I believe school is out as of next week anyway. So those parents that are worried about the uh, kids. I, depending, depending on the school district. Um, yeah, are, are they, are they, still, they sure. might have a week Monday, left. Monday's Memorial Day. Monday's yeah. Memorial Day. And so, so there you go. You got an extra day, day anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No excuses. So come on out. Um, if you're looking for something to do on a long weekend. Uh, make Derby City your rest, new wrestling tradition. That's what I like to call it. Derby City is the new wrestling tradition in, in, in Louisville. Um, and and I believe that our community needs this. I really do. Absolutely. Now, Gilbert, I appreciate your time this morning, brother. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us a few minutes to tell us about all the good things happening at Derby City Wrestling, all right? All right, Rashawn. I expect to see you next time, all right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will be there. (laughs) Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. There we go, Gilbert Corsi. And I tell you what, we're going to jump right back on the line. Let's just go ahead and hot key it up. Caller, what's your name? Commercial free, rest of the hour. There we go. Kalia, you are on live. Who, who we got on the line? We have an important message from Complete Payment Recovery. <laughs> <laughs> A robocall. That is perfect. 
<laughs> I'm like, Carl, what's going on? You have a, a what, 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 what do you Your think car, that one was for? Yeah, car the, insurance. Yeah, the car, the car warranty. Yes, <laughs> there we go. I'll, I'll let Dugan know. <laughs> yeah, listen, 200,000 miles in your car. That is hilarious. That is so funny, the RoboCop. No, I appreciate Gilbert Corsi, Derby City Wrestling, joining us uh, this morning. And Haven Harrington has not let me... Uh, you know, like every time we, he talks about going out there to the event, I, uh, you know, un- unfortunately had not been able to get out there as of yet uh, to check it out. Um, but yeah, he, the, the the Mac, of course, of uh, Lucha Underground fame, um, he told me how awesome uh, it was to see him out there and perform. And as you heard, uh, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling, former WWE superstars um, out there, um, and for for such an affordable ticket, and kids ten and under are free. Like, I'm telling you. Come on, man. Like, you need to wear them kids out, let them go out there, jump up and down, scream, yell. And, and that facility is literally um, the newest I mean, and, the, and most beautiful facility here in the city. Uh, it's perfect for, for the event. Uh, and I know that, that you said that your daughter uh, absolutely loved it. And, and you know, Mar- Mar- Marley don't get excited about too many things, and she's no, she even doesn't. excited about it. <laughs> that's, that's saying a lot. <laughs> absolutely. That's saying a lot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. i tell you what, Haven, we got about 10 minutes left in the show, and that is Perfect, perfect timing, and I am going to transition uh, into um, what will be coming up this evening, uh, 8.30 uh, tonight uh, on ESPN. Uh, You will have Game 3, Lakers, Nuggets. Back in L.A., the Lakers... we're not able to get it done. Like everybody, it was funny because uh, 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 Mike Malone, uh, the head coach of the the Denver Nuggets, after their game two victory, said that you know the narrative was never about the Denver Nuggets. The narrative was never about two time MVP Nikola Jokic. The never narrative was never about the comeback of um, uh, uh, Murray um, off of his injury. And, you know, it was all about the Lakers and, and you know, the, the fact that the Lakers were able to come back. Oh, hold on. We, we, we got we got a caller coming in. I want to go ahead and get this call. Let's see if he's actually on there. Uh, let, let, let's get him in here. And, caller, you on with us? Yes, good morning. Hey, Carl. look at this. Hey, it's not a robo call this time. What's going on, Wayne? How you doing this morning, brother? Hey, hey. I'm, I'm well, man. You in Haven? Absolutely. You know, I'm as well. I'll just go in briefly on the Flakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do, man. What, 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 do you, what do you think? Are, are they done? Is LeBron too old? We've heard LeBron's too old. We heard that Father Time is catching up with them. Uh, you know, what, 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 do you, what do you think? You think that, that they're done for? The Nuggets going to get them? Yeah, it's over. The, the, Lakers, the Lakers will win. They, they may, they'll probably win the two in L.A. or three or whatever. Maybe. But Denver is I, – I, I, I've, well, I've seen Denver during the year, but I didn't really – man, they got some shooters. They are fast. Yes, and 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 your, and your boy, Jokic, he's a mess, man. They can't do nothing with that man. He, he's beating them by, he's beating them by himself. But they got they, Denver's got a nice team. But it, it's that year, the Lakers are. It's over. It's over for them. And and I said I, I've said it before. You can you can you can you can keep playing past your usefulness. He just needs to step on down. You know, you know what it reminds me of. What's that? It reminds me of when Kobe was playing. He knew he played too long, and 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 he he prevented them 
for rebuilding the team. They spent him twenty five million for what? They didn't have a contending team. Right. The Lakers maybe, but I, I just I just don't see it. They don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't I don't see them. It's over. He needs to he needs to bow out gracefully while he's got a chance and all this foolishness talk about. Well, he want he want to play with his son. They, yeah, that may happen, but I don't think so because the, the Lakers would never draft his son. <laughs> they oh, would never no. play against <laughs> playing against each other. But them together, no. And then I, and and then uh, I, I heard you were talking earlier about the foolishness. They trying to regulate in in a, you know, that's just like saying you 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 trying to tell me how much money I can make. Is anybody telling you how much money you can make? Right. That's, that's ignorant. I, I, you know, it, everybody's out. Everybody's got. Always, if, if a kid got a chance to get ahead, make some money, let him do it. What do you care for? It ain't coming out of your pocket. So, I, 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 I say, if, if you if you were paying the bill, but these all these clowns, you you're not paying. It, it's not a nickel out of your pocket. So, what you care how much these kids make? Why are you trying to? That's stupid. Nobody's telling you how much you can make. So why do you want to mess with somebody else? You're not paying a damn toward that. And I, I think the football is rolling, man. They're they going to be something. Oh, and yeah. then uh, the, uh, I, I, this last scholarship like you were talking about, I, I don't know who it's going to be. It'll be somebody, I guess. But uh, and, and then this, this, this thing about the, the ACC breaking up and all this stuff, it, 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 it's all about the money. But see, the, the what happened, I think, in my mind, with the ACC, this grant of rights or whatever, that should have never said 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 nothing like that, because now you 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 put yourself in a box. Everybody's making a lot more money than you are, and then they get what is it, 120 million to get out or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. If somebody wanted to pay that, I just in my mind, just stay where you at and. Let the chips fall where they may, but you know all these teams. Where are you going to go? SEC, the Big Ten. It's, it's not. It's not going to be enough room for all these teams, man. Yeah, they, they were trying so, to talk about the magnificent seven, and they were including right. teams like NC State. Uh, as part of the Magnificent Seven. I'm like, you know, they're, they're really generous with the word magnificent these days. If you're talking about NC State being part of the Magnificent Seven. I don't know about that one, Wayne. I don't, I don't either. And, and, and when they when they say that, I, I, I you know, they excluded Louisville. But I look at the, I look at the team's total program. And, and Louisville, across the board, they got, they got a pretty good program, totally, uh, as compared to the others. Oh, yeah. But but we we, 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 we shall see, I guess, as, as me and my buddy, was, he called me last night. What do you think? I said, well, we'll see what the powers to be have to say. But all this real laughing and whatever they do, you, you, you destroy, you, you destroy rival, rivalries and everything. So I just say, let it roll and we, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then you, then you'll be all off geographically, you know, when you, when you start switching all these teams around and then you get, you know, the, it, it and, and then, and then Notre Dame, uh, they, they always got to have exclusive exclusivity, but I, I don't see it. Because what's going to happen? Then they're not going to let them stay out there in the independent. They're going to they're going to force them to join a league, and more than likely the Big Ten, and that's where they should be. You know this, and and letting them do what they want to do, 
But I, 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 all I wish is that uh, I, I don't really care for Notre Dame, although I want to see the black <laughs> man do well. You know that. I, I'm going to always be for that, but th- it's just their arrogance and their snobbishness and the NBC giving them that exclusive uh, contract. The, the gold they, domes. They haven't done anything to change. Yeah, yeah. You know, for, for that, what, 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 have you, what have they given back to you? No, nah, that's fair. You know, you, you see a lot of eyes on you, but what if you, because you, you can't compete for the national championship. <laughs> that ain't, every time you, you get in there, you get dog, you get embarrassed. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just don't see it. But we shall see what happens. And as, as we always say, what will be, will be. But Sean, you in Haven, and, and again, uh, uh, you'll be getting a call from, from 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 a little from a little Smith guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Have him give it. Have him give me a call. We, we we got things to discuss. See if we can get him. Put him to work there, Wayne. I, you know, there we go. Absolutely. See what he wants absolutely. to do. Yeah, he, he called me last night. He said, "Dan, man, that man was cool." I said, "Yes, my buddy. <laughs> I told you I was on fire." Absolutely. You know, he's good to talk to, and he he amazing. He's um oh man, he he studies. We laugh and say. How did you get all that knowledge, son? He said, I listen to you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're raising him right, Wayne. You're raising him right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, that's all we know, man, because you know, you know the way we came up, Sean. Oh, yeah. We didn't know, we didn't know nothing but right. Hey, that's we, it. We, it wasn't in this going to the left. Hey, that's you, it. Like my, 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 my mother and father, you had three options. Either you went to college, you went to service, or you worked. It went. It went in this hanging. We, we hanging out. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> not in this house. Not in this house. That's it. Uh-uh. Not. Or then we say not in this life. <laughs> you got. You got life. You got me twisted. You got life mixed up. But you know when they say like just like going to church, drug you to church. I, I don't care. You can. You can. You can go out party, go to the movies or whatever. But you getting out of here in the morning. That's I don't care what time you come in. You getting out of here. <laughs> sleeping in, he made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know how we came up, man. Oh yeah, already. But anyway, you know, Doc, I always, always appreciate chatting with you, you and Haven, man. You, 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 you guys are two of the best. Hey, I appreciate and then, it, Wayne. Tell, you, see, I tell Joe, I said, hey, man, he's cool too. We'll do, man. Best, man. Yes, sir. Hey, I appreciate. Hey, have a good one, brother. You too, man. All Thanks. Right. All right, no problem. There we go. Well, I tell you what, man, time flies when you're having fun. But I tell you what, the the way to look at it, as, as I close talking about the Lakers, Anthony Davis score, scored 40 points first game, Lakers lost. Second game, Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura combined for 43 points, Lakers lost. Lakers in trouble. Nuggets in five. Oh, Nuggets man. in five. Follow times undefeated. There we go. Haven Harrington, I appreciate you this morning. I appreciate all the calls, texts. This is Rashawn Myers for Haven Harrington, 96.1. Wake up 502, Big X Sports Radio. We'll be out. Catch you guys on the flip side. We out. Peace.